the important part of everything I've learned and all these conversations I've had is that I need to allow, especially when it's not me, someone else to have a win, to get to the end and sit and learn and understand, hey, at that very moment, that is the best possible work I could have completed. And the next time I know I can do it better and allow that to be the encouragement rather than, hey, you were so close. So I'm going to rip it out and let's start over and see if you can, if you can do it better right now. All right, story time. So I, I was with, why does my audio sound like it's echoing? I'm going to turn that down. Oh, there we go. Maybe turn that up, turn that down. All right. Story time. So I went and looked at this new project. Um, just for a ref- frame of reference, it was a potential project up in Maine um, and did not have a pre-construction agreement, but decided to meet with the client because it was a really cool project, really cool architect. And I wanted the opportunity, obviously, to do this project. And I go out, we meet with the client and we're chatting and we're talking about our process and I'm walking them through pre-construction, construction, post-construction, all of the things uh, in terms of what, you know, how we operated, like what our process would be, how we would go through building this. Um, It was a difficult site. And the um, question came up in regards to attention to detail and how we would manage that being that we were not local and was able to walk through that. But, but he said something that was really funny and he talked about how he was obsessed with detail and obsessed with alignment and almost, almost quite literally, we said it at the same time, but I, I had said, I'm one of those guys that when I lay down and I'm talking about the gym at this point, but if I lay down on a bench and I look up and I'm not aligned with the ceiling tiles that I can't go through my workout, I have to get up and adjust my bench. And he laughed and he said, that's exactly how I am. And his wife kind of rolled her eyes and, and laughed and said, oh, you guys are ridiculous. This is this is insane. But what was funny is that, you know, we hit it off like that was a that was a really good moment for us. And we felt as though we were on the same page and understood the importance of attention to detail. Um, but I, I want to share a little bit more about what that means. I want to talk about what that means to to me, my business, how it's impacted my business, good and bad. Uh, and some of the conversations I've had with some people along the way. Um, and and I want to go back to uh, an event that I went to two summers ago. Uh, this And it was a, an event put on by Echelon Front. Uh, so Leif Babin and Jocko Willink were uh, hosting it. And I was sitting down at the table with Jocko and we were talking about my business. And he was asking what I did and asking what I struggled with. And we were talking about leadership. And how sometimes I felt like I lacked or, or I struggled with leadership and getting my team to, you know, be on the same page as me or understand the, the importance of doing a really great job. And I gave him a, a particular example. And one of the examples was um, this cabinet that we had built for a project. And, you know, I get on site and my team is putting it in. It's a fine cabinet. Uh, frankly, it's going to be a cabinet that probably gets used once a year. They're going to put some maybe blankets, extra pillows, or Christmas decorations in this cabinet. And otherwise, it's a a door that blends into the plaster and you never see it. And I remember seeing it installed and my team knew immediately uh, and looked at me and said, what? 
and and I was like, what do you what do you mean what? And they were like, well, you're obviously disappointed. So what's going on? Like, what what don't you like? And at the in the moment, you know, I was happy that they they realized that and that there was this opportunity to make it better. Uh, looking back now, I realized that I had fatigued my team so so much that you know I was constantly finding a, a better way to do something, and you know, I, I communicated, I'm like, Hey, you know, I think, you know, this, this works, but wouldn't it be like, what do you think about like, wouldn't it be better if we did this? Or wouldn't it be better if the detail looked like that instead? And they were like, yeah, it would. And I'm like, so let's do that. And in, in that moment, this is before I had been, I had talked to Jocko about this, but bef- uh, in that moment, I'm like, great, they, 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 they're bought into it. They want to, they want to redo it. And we redid it and we put it in and it looked better. And everyone agreed that it looked better. And then we would, you know, this would happen time and time again, I would be on site, I would see something, I'd be like, oh, this could be better. And I would encourage the team to do it again, and we would do it again, and, and so on and so forth. And I remember in some of our sit downs, my one on ones, I, I meet with, you know, everyone one on one, you know, twice a year, um, a lot of them in that in that year had said, Nick, I need you to be on site more, I feel like we're undoing things that, you know, are getting too far down the line. And it's really, I really struggle with that, you know, and, and and I'm like, well, what the, what do you struggle with? And I would ask the questions and ultimately like, well, it's just, it's demoralizing. It's, you know, we, we think we're doing such a great job. You show up and you have this, you know, for lack of better terms, puss in your face and you don't, you know, and we know that you're not happy and we want to make you happy. So we, we end up doing it again, but frankly, we thought we were doing such a good job and it's like ripping the rug out from underneath us. And, and at, you know, silly me, I'm like, well, these guys are getting paid regardless, but that wasn't the, the, the reality of it. It's just, they're, they're doing the best work that they can. And I'm showing up and what I'm doing to break it down is I'm looking at that as, Hey, you know, this is the best that they could have done for, for, for their capabilities, which is a 97 out of a hundred. So it's still like technically an a plus, right. And I'm here and I'm like, dude, we could get this to 90 nine, maybe a hundred percent, 98, like we could get it better. And I was, you know, trying to be better on such a small percentage. And, you know, even though we were in a plus, I wanted to be that a plus that was, you know, the top tier a plus. But what I was doing is I was hurting the relationship I had with, with my team in that moment, because I was, again, it was demoralizing for them. They, they, they had, felt as though they were putting out really great work. And I, here I come to, to completely rip it out and, and do it again, because I wanted it to be one, two, 3% better. And the reality is, is at the end of that, if the, the cabinet had stayed the way it was, or if the cabinet was changed to the way we end up doing it, very few, if anyone would have ever noticed, it was such a small detail that just it did in the grand scheme of things, it really didn't matter. And I struggle with that because I always want to, to do a better job. I always want to learn and, and get better. Um, and to relate it to something I talked about a couple podcasts ago, and is that truck I was building, and or that I am building, I still have it. And, you know, I, um, I forget how much of the story I told in the previous podcast, but for, for I'll summarize is, I had this 2001 Silverado pickup truck that I souped up and I was a kid and going off to college. 
or I was actually in college, second year of college and, um, the transmission blew and I was in my drive. I got, I got it back to my house and I told my buddy and I was like, Hey, I'm going to tear this thing apart and do a frame off restoration. And my buddy's like, you're, you're a psychopath. You would, why would you ever do that? Just, just fix it and drive it. And I stayed up all night and I took the truck apart and I brought it down to the frame and I rebuilt the frame and I did all the suspension work and it was cool and it was awesome. And I was putting it back together. And in that process of sharing, I had learned so much. I had learned so much about chassis work. I had learned so much about building chassis. I realized that I could do it better. And I took it apart again and I rebuilt it. And at this time I decided to build a frame table and I put the, the frame on uh, the chassis on the chassis table and I rebuilt the chassis and I, and I had done it even better than I did the first time. And in that process, I learned again to do things better. And now this time I ripped the chassis off the table. I actually built an incomplete chassis from scratch and I started with all stock geometry and I put it, I was putting it back together, all mandrel bent rails and it was, it was sick. And people were like, this is nuts. I can't believe you're building your own frame. And I was putting, again, putting it back together. Cab was on, I was starting to lay out wheels and tires. And again, I learned, I know this sounds crazy and this is over a period of many years. So it, it probably sounds a lot more psychotic in, in this short few minutes here. But at this point, now I had learned so much about chassis work that I wanted to develop my own geometry. I wanted to, and I wanted to utilize resources that I had learned about, such as water jet cutting and, and building. I had, I actually designed this frame on CAD and I actually had all of the cat, the, the frame rails cut out of three sixteenths inch steel with these locating tabs. So essentially you'd start on one end and locate it and you'd weld it. And as you worked your way down, you would bend the metal and it would locate itself and, and connect together kind of like a puzzle piece as you work down the, the frame rail. And at this point, the frame was awesome. Frame was perfect. I had built what I wanted. The frame was exactly like how I had envisioned it. It was all adjustable. Um, and I, I, put, I was putting the truck back together. Uh, and then I started messing with things like the cab and the sheet metal. And it was just this constant, this constant refinement of like, I can do better. I can do better. I can do better. I can do better. Um, fast forward. I had, I bought a house. I got married. Now I have four kids and I still wanted the truck to, to get done. And I just knew I was never going to have the capacity to do it, especially building the business and this podcast and everything else that takes up my time. Um, so what I did is I committed to working with, you know, one of the best chassis builders, um, in the U S and I brought the chassis to him and, you know, he, we, we chatted for a couple hours, my buddy and I went up there and he took the truck apart and he called me. He's like, Nick, but, you know, I gotta say, this is one of the better homemade chassis I've ever seen. What do you want me to do with it? And I said, I appreciate that, but I want you to cut it up. And he said, you don't want to try to sell it. I'm like, no, I'm like, I, it, it was never done. It was never fully flushed out and I'm not going to be liable for someone else building off of that. Um, I had a lot of fun learning it. I had a, a lot of fun refining it and I had a lot of fun making it better and better and better. Um, but it was time for me to, to let that go. And if I want this to be the best chassis, uh, that it certain that it possibly can be, then I need to work with someone that is considered the best chassis builder. Um, so here I am in a different situation <clears throat> where I am working with, you know, uh, I, I, you know, trying to obtain, you know, 
the best talent that we can in the business, um, and but also guide and lead them in a way that they can continue to improve and refine. Um, but I, what I need, but what the important part of everything I've learned and all these conversations I've had is that I need to allow, you know, especially when it's not me, someone else to have a win, to to get to the end and and finish that, and then learn, you know, and sit and learn and understand. Hey, that's at that very moment, that is the best possible work I could have completed. And, and the next time I know I can do it better and allow that to be the encouragement rather than, Hey, you were so close. So I'm going to rip it out and let's start over and see if you can, if you can do it better right now. And, you know, and there's a balance too, where if, you know, ultimately the, the bigger question is like in this very moment with the tools that you have and the skill set that you have, is this the best that you can do? And if they can, if they can comfortably answer, yes, this is the best, like this is the best that I've, I'm able to do, then that, then we're good. We're, it's not a, a matter of, you know, it's not a matter of, you know, undoing it because I want you to go learn how to be better and then do it again in this very moment. I need you to be operating in a, in a way that you're producing at your very best level. Now, the flip side is we had another situation, same job, actually, um, that we had this continuous, I think it was 12 or 14 foot long white oak step. And we were in a condo building and we could not get that material up the stairs. And I think I forget how we did it. I want to say we brought it in with a crane because we had a crane for something else. So we brought this piece of oak in uh, with the crane and the guys go to cut it to install it on the stair and they realize they cut it in the wrong spot. And I mean, to the tune of like seven feet short or something like that. So they dominoed it it back together, the seam, and they essentially tried to fix that seam in the very moment they tried to fill that seam, sand it, and then they literally covered it up with ram board. And it, it was there for maybe a couple of weeks. And I remember being on site and catching a glimpse of it. And I peeled the ram board up and I was like, what happened? And they're like, I know we tried, we, you know, we, we screwed up. We tried to, we tried to make it right. We tried to fix it. And, you know, there is always going to be a seam there. And I said, man, that's, it's not going to fly. Like that's not like that is not you doing your very best. That is trying to fix something when a, a mistake was made. And frankly, that's a perm like that's a permanent mistake. You'll always see that seam. Um, and you know, I was like, we got to get a new piece of oak and rip this out and do it again. And you know, and that that's a, that's a great example of you know, it wasn't the best that they could do. It was the fact that they were they they had screwed up. And they were trying to fix it. And it was ne- and it was this permanent issue, like it was going to be a permanent issue. You would always see the seam, right? So for in that, for in, in that situation, you know, the, the conversation was like, listen, that mistake happened. It sucks. But it's the least expensive time to fix that is right in that very moment, rather than getting it down the line further. And, and actually, a, a good friend of ours, who's a cabinet maker, uh, talked about this when he was touring us through his cabinet shop and saying that, you know, they grade the lumber as they come in. And if anything doesn't pass the grade, even by the slightest bit, it goes in a different pile. Uh, because what happens is if you take a piece of wood and there's like a slight imperfection, but you think maybe you can, maybe the painter can get it out. So we're just going to process it. Well, now you mill it down, you use it in the door, you, you, you pre-sand it, and then it goes to the finisher and the finisher fills it. And then, and then, 
primes the door and it's not quite out. So they try to fill it again and it's not quite out and they fill it again. And it's like, okay, it, it, it looks fine. Uh, then they, they put the finished coat of paint on and then it, you know, that imperfection comes through the finished coat. Well, now there's all of this labor and all these steps that went into trying to fix something that could have just been avoided from avoided, uh, from the very beginning by just saying, Hey, that doesn't meet our standard. And, you know, and this is the dichotomy of like trying to balance, you know, perfectionism with, you know, with, um, you know, uh, strong leadership. And, and, and encouraging people to not only make mistakes, but also improve, upon, you know, within themselves. And, you know, I feel like this podcast is going in two different directions, actually. But but my point is, is, you know, for me and, and my role and, and how I want to encourage, um, you know, my team, you know, has to be we have to do our very best job and we can't make those compromises even at any point in the process, because the moment we make the compromise, we it, it just snowballs into just worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, and the example of grading the wood at, right when you see the issue and, and getting it out of the process you know, that's the least expensive time to do it because you just back up and reprocess a new piece of wood and you, you keep going rather than that piece of wood being on a door and then finished. And then all of this, these steps that you have to go so far backwards that it becomes super costly. But at the same time, you know, that the or gets all the way through and you, you put it together and it looks great and it's passable and it meets your standard, but you see that, Hey man, you know, Next time we do that, we, you know, what we should do is we should, you know, we should add two dominoes in the rail and style connection. Well, why? Well, I just feel like it would be stronger. Don't you feel like it would be stronger? Yeah, it would be. All right, let's redo all the doors and do that. It's like for, for what? Like that, that's a great idea. That makes it super strong. Like you got a, you got a valid point, you know, this, this will make it quote unquote better, but doing that now, you know, you're, you, you, these guys just, and girls, have just spent all of this time building all of these parts and you come in last minute and I'm talking to myself and realize that there's a better way to do it. And you're going to implement that now. Not only the, not only does that cost the, the company money that you can't recoup, but you're also costing, you know, a potential relationship with your team where it's like, Oh my God, he, he changed his mind again, or he's, he's constantly trying to be 1% better. And frankly, you know, what happens there is you, you drive these, these people to leave and that 1% better means nothing at that point because that person maybe is now 1% better, but they're no longer there and they're on your team. And now you bring someone new and you got to train them through that process. So it's, you know, it's a really, it's a really difficult balance of trying to be perfect, um, and verse trying to do a great job. Um, and you know, and I think many years ago I heard someone say it, uh, and I tried to, you know, implement it myself. I never say anything's going to be perfect. I think I, I, I much prefer to say things will be great and we will do a great job at it. We will not do a perfect job at it, but we will do a great job at it. And when you switch that, your mindset, uh, I think it's a little bit more forgiving and it, it really encourages you, encourages you to consider, Hey, you know, is this the best I can do with the resources that I have at my current moment. And if I, if I can answer yes, then I have to keep moving forward because otherwise it just becomes enormously expensive. Um, you know, those that have been following the truck, cause I got a lot of comments about that. I appreciate that. I, I will share some more maybe on my 
um, Nick Schiffer Instagram. I'll, I'll dig up some photos of it. Uh, it's cool. It's a cool project and hopefully one day I'll have it done. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that because it's kind of, it, it's been top of mind and, you know, I think that it's something I struggle with and, you know, I, I want to encourage my team to, to do their very best work. Uh, and, and I don't want to, um, be the person that always, you know, rips it out and, and tells them that it's not good enough. Um, you know, final note on that, I think I, I, I know I'm, I'm hard on my kids, not in a, in, in a bad way, I don't think. Um, but the other day I told my kids, I was like, Hey, if you can do 20 pushups, I'll get you a piece of candy. Uh, so my kids get down and they're doing pushups and they're not doing the pushups correctly. And I'm, you know, I'm not bossing them or being militant by any means. I'm like, Nope, that's not a pushup. Let me show you. This is how you do it. And I was just like on top of them. And for whatever reason, wanted them to do it right. Um, and my wife came in and was like, Nick, give them a break. They're doing just fine. They can, they're, they're doing just fine. And truthfully, they, they probably got six really good ones. And then they just, you know, lost the hips. Um, and it, you know, I think that's what triggered this podcast. I was like, man, I, like sometimes I can be a little, a little too much. Uh, and I have to remind myself that, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but it can be great. So hopefully you find some insight on that. Um, yeah. So hopefully if you guys are interested, um, head over to nickshiffer.com. Uh, I do have time on there to book one-on-one calls. I've been doing a, a bunch of them with you guys. I appreciate the conversations. I have a lot of fun doing that. Um, and if you guys are interested in coming to the contractor coalition summit, um, that is in Minneapolis this year, uh, May 15th through the 19th, uh, it's at the Hewing hotel. You can head over to contractorscoalitionsummit.com. It's a super awesome event. Uh, we've had hundreds of people go through this, uh, event now, and I can happily connect you with any of the people that have been, uh, we've had some repeats, um, and frankly, it's just, it's a really immersive two and a half day event that we just, myself, Brad and Morgan talk about all the things that we've implemented into our business to be more profitable, um, you know, from procedures, uh, to documents that we share, uh, we'll sh- share behind the scenes of to like really how we w- run our business. Uh, and also the things that we've done that, uh, increase revenue beyond construction, so check over, check out that website. If you're interested in it and you want, you want to talk to me one-on-one, feel free to shoot me a DM at Nick Schiffer on Instagram. Be happy to chat, chat with you about it. It is limited. Uh, I, I forget how far we're, we've sold, uh, how many we've sold so far, but it is limited to only 30 people, uh, per event. So if you're interested, please reach out, uh, as quickly as possible so we can get you registered. Um, yeah. And other than that, talk to you next week. <laughs>